Just let it come, guys. Lord, just come. Move in this place. Lord, we just want to give you opportunity. Yeah, breath of life. Come on. You're the breath of life. Actually, during worship, I actually saw him breathing across this room. And actually breathing over the book of remembrance. Do you guys know what that means? When I see that, so grab this. In the Bible, actually, I looked it up, so I actually had it. Um, Malachi 3.16 in the New King James Version. They don't have this up here. But then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him, that's before God, for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. A good example of that is actually in the book of Esther, where Mordecai, the king, wakes up and realizes that he wants the, the book, the king, the, what the stories of the king were spoken over him and heard what was going on, and it came up. You guys know the story of Mordecai, which is actually Esther's uncle. He gets totally honored because the books of remembrance were opened. And so right now, I just declare, right, over your dreams, over things that you have done before the Lord, in your seeker place, things that have been in you, that you and the Lord, only that you and the Lord know right now. Lord, I ask that breath of God, breathe over those books of remembrance right now, God. Come on, come on, come on. We can bring things, things that have felt like loss, I feel like God's bringing the season up again, right? He's bringing them up again. It's a choice, though, to believe in this hour. Come on, we cannot get caught up in the things of this world. It's that so we cannot get caught up in the things of this world. Because God is large and in charge. He is. And His Spirit is moving. Come on, Lord. Sorry, I'm just, well, not sorry, I'm just waiting because I just feel faith in this room. And I, I just want to watch God move. Come on, over. Ch- uh, Chad and Charmaine, do you mind standing up? I, I, you don't, if we ever have a word for somebody in this house, if you don't want to stand up, don't stand up. Because if you're embarrassed, don't be, right? But oh, like, just stay. I'm not going to push you. Like, keep on standing up. It's just, I just, I just want to pray over you guys. I actually see over you guys that God's bringing you into the cleft of the rock. And in that cleft of the rock, I see the presence of God coming by. And in, in a moment's time, this is about to, get to hit you guys, there's going to be a season and a, and a time, but in a moment, there's going to be a breakthrough come over you guys that only God could do it, that even counseling would take years and 10 years, 20 years to come forth. It would happen in a moment because His presence changes you. But He's holding you in the cleft of the rock. He's hiding. He's protecting you. I see Him totally protecting you. And I see right now, there's a, over your life, that there's in your family right now, that there's a breakthrough coming right now. I see right now, I just see right now that God is opening up the, just, I just see a flood of the Lord coming over your family, over your situations right now, that just God is stepping into the moment right now. Can we agree with this, you guys? Stepping into the moment right now. I literally see that, I just hear the words, the Lord says, my blood is enough. My blood is enough. I am big enough. I am moving on their behalf. Right now, we, Lord, we, we choose to see what you're doing. We choose to see what you're doing right now. Right, Jesus, I just pray right now. Whoever, right now, that breakthrough come right now. In Jesus' name. Come on, Jesus. You are good. He is so good. He is faithful. Uh, I'm going to start here. Galatians 1, 3 to 4. Get in the word. I have buddies uh, in the ministries that like to harass me. I don't know. I don't know if he's watching or something right now, but Ivan Roman just texted me and said, make sure you actually preach all the word this time. I'm like, thanks, buddy. Um, <laughs> we like to give each other a hard time. But that's because it's fun. 
It's fun, guys. Come on. Galatians 1, 3 to 4. May God un- God's undeserved kindness and total well-being that flows from, the, from our Father God and from the Lord Jesus be yours. He is the anointed one who offered himself as a sacrifice for our sins. As Jesus came and died for us, he has rescued us from the evil world system and set us free just as our Father God desired. So if that's true, then we are free indeed. Okay? So that everything is at our disposal. Can we agree with that? Today I'm talking, I'm going to start off talking at least, we'll see what God does, but talk about the, the word sozo, salvation, mind, body, soul, and spirit, the fullness of salvation. Why? Because I dig deep with the Lord and I say, Lord, there's a move happening here. What do you want me to share? And he goes, what do you talk to me about? And it, what I find in life is I'm constantly saying, Lord, what can I change what can you shift in my mind? Last week we t- uh, talked about the mind of Christ, right? What can I do to change? What can I learn? So sometimes it feels basic, and that's what I fight over, but, it's, but that's my relationship with the Lord. Like, I love it, you guys. Some of the funnest things is just spending time with the Lord and say, God, teach me to love you. Teach me to love you. Dude, he, you know how fast the Lord responds when you ask him that? Because he delights in to get to know us. But we only get to know him more as if we actually allow him to bring the revelation to us. And so, Lord, I just ask that you, Lord, today that the spirit of revelation would be in the house and the spirit of wisdom. So Jesus, also, he came to deliver, protect, and provide for us in this physical world right now. Right? Do we believe that? I'm asking that because we have to stay on the same page. Because either we believe it or we don't. So if you believe it and then they make up reasons to why people are sick, throw them out. Right? Because I love, I love believing and teaching on miracles and stuff. And, and this is my personal decision in life is I used to love the whole thing, like 30 reasons why you get to keep yourself, uh, your, your healing, 30 reasons why you don't get to keep your healing. Have you ever heard those things? I've been to conferences about that. I threw those out. It's not my job to try to figure out how, what doesn't happen. If I focus on what's not happening, I'm, losing, I'm not looking at Jesus anymore. Right? He never told us to figure out why it's not happening. He just told us to actually live what the Bible says. So the Bible says that he came and set us free. It says very clearly, it says he has rescued us from this evil world system and set us free. That word is free. Not bound anymore. Right? Just as our Father God desired. So if we actually have to believe it and step into it, right? But, but it takes time. It takes situations because we live in this evil world system, but we're not of it, right? Come on. Come on. We go above it. What did I say last week? We have to be like a plane going above, looking from heaven's perspective. We have to remember every time you walk in this room, every time you're in a hot tub, you have to go, hey, is heaven here? I love, what, I love his, uh, his, Jeremy's verbiage. He's like, God, do you have a word or you don't have a word? You know what? Have you ever gotten out a word, Jeremy? No. If you dare to ask, he will come. Because it says he never left us nor forsaken us. So he's actually always there. It's actually being aware and be willing. As a Christian, it has everything to do with you stepping out. You guys, oh. So many of us have words 
And like before, I believe in that. He's breathing on um, old words, on dreams. But you can have as many dreams, as many words. You can have the greatest prophets of the world come and lay hands on you and speak words over you. But until you step into it, it's never going to happen. I won't say never. It's rare, very rare does God just do, push you into it. Well, you'll be like, well, I've been there. I've been pushed into it. Well, let's get the, break it down then. Maybe did he really push you or did you at one point say, God, I'll do anything? Right? That's what he's looking for. He's looking for those who are willing to actually take what they have and do something with it. Start somewhere. No, this is huge, guys, because we are over a prophetic house. We're a, a, we're a house that believes that God can go above and beyond, and I, we have to dream big, but if he's giving you a dream that's this big, start somewhere. Because I, I'll be honest, we, we discuss this sometimes. We're like, how do we help people? Because they're coming and they're frustrated. They didn't get in their word, but they're not doing anything. It's real, you guys. It's, this is, we don't just wait. Oh, God, you told me I'm supposed to go to the mission field. I'm going. Guess what? Bob Jones called me out and gave me a word about mission field. Guess what? Bobby K. Connor gave. Guess what? Brent Borthwick called me out and said I'm going to be a missionary. Well, have you gone on any mission trips? No. Well, why not? I have no money. Okay, like, have you gone down to East Hastings? No. Like, literally, these are conversations we have. So I like to push a little bit. Because we got to look in our own lives and say, hey, there's words, you guys, that you, the word of the Lord was true, but you might have missed it. Let's just be honest. You might have missed it. There's things that happen that if we don't actually step into, things just doesn't, it just doesn't come forth. And the hard part is, is that God is actually giving us these words because he means it. And he actually needs us to step forward. But we need to partner with him. And actually believe that we're free to do it. Oh, God, you're good. So I'm going to get stuck on this a little bit. We have to actually, when I said partner with God, that means you actually take a word and sit down with some people. How do we make this happen? How do we get there? Get people to pray with you. Get, get, find out if it's a legit word or not. Let's, let's actually see people's dreams come, come, come forth. At the school, we teach a lot about the culture of honor, and we take a lot from Bethel. One of the ideas, the understandings of a true culture of honor is that we actually honor each other, and we actually do create a culture that we actually know each other's dreams and passions, and we actually get, want to see each other survive, rise up, because as others around you rise up, you rise up. But there's no shortcut, guys. Many people in this room, I can look around, I know people that have paid a cost to where they're at. There's people that have paid a cost to where they're at, and they don't run around having to tell you. But when you sit down with them, you realize it. I just heard Willis agree with that, and I'm going to honor him for a second here. Willis, Pastor Willis and Pastor Linda, they pay a cost daily to create a cult. Yeah, yeah, come on. Come on. I wasn't going here, but, but it's true, because you get around them, and you're like this culture of community that they help, so help establish here and everything, but they pay a price for it. You guys, they, they, they give out everything. They welcome every. If you know, he'll just welcome you to your house. And that's not even a joke. People ask me, how do you guys have this life group system going? Help, tell us how to create in our church. I said, find Willis and Linda. No, because it's true. 
because there's a grace upon them. And they're not trying to make you look like them. They actually want to just empower you to see how amazing it is to live in a culture that you actually care about others more than yourself. Because that's who they are. But they pay a price. People look at Brent and Sharon and go, oh, my word, you guys are so gifted and so amazing. And these, all those doors open to you and you know all these people. Talk to their kids. Talk to them. They paid a price. They're resting right now, hopefully. Maybe they're watching. We love those guys. But that's the thing is that they actually paid a price on the mission field. And, and, and when things weren't working, everyone likes to see the good stuff. You guys, there's, there's hard times too. When you have to say, I'm going to stay faithful and look to you, Jesus. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to believe in you. Come on. How many times? You talked to Brent. How many times they wanted to leave the mission field? How many times? How many times when we've been building wind, the Windward Church side of things? How many times we joke? We're like, man, we could just get out of this. That's true. Years ago. Not anymore. We just love it now. <laughs> Come on. It's good. But there's times. It ceases your life. It's not just everybody. You guys, God is good. But he wants to equip the church and know who they are and whose they are. The, the Greek word sozo is used 100, uh, 100 times, over 100 times in the New Testament. It's an all-encompassing word for salvation, often rendered saved or saved. Save or save. Now, we have a sozo ministry in the church, which Olga and Stacy and John Lone, they run this thing. It's incredible. If you've never been sozo, go do it. But the, the, I love sozo, so, but I also don't like the fact that sometimes we use it as an, uh, the fix of everything because it's not. What I'm talking about sozo here is not a program or a, or a ministry. It's, it's God. That's what fixes everything, Right? And so I just want, I want to promote it because it's amazing. It's, if you don't know what it is, it's pretty much an inner healing ministry. It, you get down to the roots and you just, one way you find out where Jesus was in situations in your life and, and then how God has brought you through it and basically gets your focus back on him and cleans out all the rest of the stuff. I love it because I've been in deliverance ministries for years and stuff like that. And this way, this, the demons just don't even get talked to and they leave and, and, and then people get healed up. That's what I love about it. But don't just use it as a fix. If, you're going to the, if you ever go to Sozo just thinking, well, oh, this is going to be fixing me today, then you're using the team as, as, a, as a Messiah. And we do that way too much in the church. I ain't your Messiah. Brent's not your Messiah. Jeremy ain't your Messiah. Stacy's not your Messiah. John, we're not your Messiahs. We're not. We can't. We have a Messiah complex. I see it all the time. You guys, we have to go to Jesus. We have to. We have to get on that, right? we got to look like him, talk like him. Um, it's important word. I was, um, so Sosa equals forgiveness, healed, and delivered. I'm just going to jump through some of this stuff. Um, in Matthew 1.21, oh, there it is up there. Is it up there? It's going to go up there. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. That's Sozo. That's the fullness of our salvation. You weren't just, when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you didn't just get saved. So that you just, like, that you get to go to heaven. There's more to it. He wants you to be healed. He wants your, inner, he wants your heart healed. He wants your mind healed. He wants completeness for you. And not when you get to heaven, now. Now, you guys, heaven on earth. I know we say that a lot, but we actually have to believe it. And I say that a lot because I can feel it all the time. Because out of my own mouth, I'm like, I believe heaven's here, heaven's here. And then something comes, oh, Oh, no, 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 oh, no, what, what are we going to do about that? Whoa, I got my focus off again. 
It's so easy to get our focus off of him. That's why I have a wife that tells me right away. No problem. I don't like hearing it, but she tells me. 1 Corinthians 1.21 says, For since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to what? To save those who believe. Again, that's the fullness. The t- in, in this verse, it's used as healing. God healed through save, the, that, the word sozo. Mark 5.23, And he began, be- begged him earnestly, saying, my daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay hands on her that she may be healed, that she will live. That word healed is actually, so it's the salvation. It's set free fully. Fully. Man. And Jesus is doing this stuff before the cross. Right? Isn't that cool? Have you ever heard Bill Johnson talk about that? He's, I've heard the best, I'm going to butcher this, but because I'm not Bill Johnson by any means. But he t- a student pushed him in one of his classes and said, so I don't understand how uh, um, the Old Testament was here, the Old Covenant, the New Testament, Jesus seemed to like be the, be the bridge, right? Have you ever heard that before? Have you ever wondered about that? He had the best comment about it, so I'm just going to use Bill's amazing revelation. And he said, it's, it's kind of like this. He goes, when I brought my kids to the grocery store sometimes, I would go and take uh, uh, like an ice cream out of the freezer, give them the ice cream, and the kids would eat it, but he hasn't paid for it yet. But he's gonna. Come on. And now we're on the other side. So you don't get caught up. That, 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 that's literally, he was, already, he was already operating in the blood already. Isn't that cool? Man, I sound good just because I'm quoting Bill Johnson. I like that. <laughs> Taking credit, eh? Yeah. Come on, I love it. We talked about deliverance last week. We need to see some more deliverances. Um, they also, Luke 8, 36, they also who had seen it told them by what means he who has been demon-possessed demon was healed. That's another word again of sozo, set free. Demon-possessed, set free, you guys. Um, out of time, I'm going to keep jumping here. Sozo is also translated make whole or be whole 11 times in scriptures. Don't you love that? Who wants to be whole? I want to be whole. I want... This is just stuff, I know it's simple, but I just want stuff that actually will change me so that I get to see stuff. I want to live up to what Jeremy can do in the hot tub. Why not? Come on, right? I'm bragging on you, buddy. You know what's fun about bragging on Jeremy? is because he's super humble. He's like, no, I shouldn't share that. I'm like, dude, share the testimonies. I love it. Mark 5, 28 says, for she said, if only I may touch his clothes that I may be made well. You guys, made whole, made well. I want to touch him. Man, I'm saved. I'm going to heaven, but I want to be fully living a life fully of social salvation, complete set free. That my mind is being renewed daily, more and more and more. That I'm not even pulled anymore. Come on. Don't you find that as you're growing, there's things you're like, whoa, that used to affect me. Now it doesn't affect me. I love that. I think, sorry, I love that almost, I love that more than even seeing like getting another word. We can get a ton of words, guys. I love the prophetic. But when you have one-on-one Jesus growing up time, dude, there's nothing better than that. Because that changes you. Come on. Ah, I think I said this. We need to not get focused on what he, 
We need to get focused on what he's doing, but not what's not happening. We have to, guys. We have to, especially in this hour. How do you pray for something like that's going on at the war? How do you pray if we, do, if we get caught up in that? I can. Get open up the news. <gasps> oh, my goodness. Oh, my word. No. What's God doing? God, you're, 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 you're everything. So I know what you're doing over there. You're going to get people set, free, healed, and delivered. I don't understand what's happening, but I know you're bigger than that. And I don't need to all of a sudden freak out and worry that the world's ending. Because it doesn't really matter either way. No, like we fear things that don't really matter. Right? All the time. Whatever you focus, you get caught up in. Whatever you pay attention to, it's going to create whatever, whatever the fruit of that is. We need to get our focus on him. Simple to say, harder to do. Uh, we make lots of reasons uh, we aren't in the breakthrough. We often just need to get back to looking at him. That's the simplest thing. Why is it? No, who cares if you're not in the break? Like if, get in. The breakthrough is a mindset. Because the word of God says he's done it. And he set us free, so it's a mindset to change and actually see that your breakthrough's here. And then call it forth. Oh, now you're talking about word of faith. Yeah, go for it. The roots of word of faith is amazing. Just stop. Don't use it to make your own ideas happen. Right? We have to actually let him be the, be the potter, right? Isaiah 64, 8 says... But now, O oh Lord, you are our Father, we are the clay, and you are the potter, and, we, uh, and all we are, and all we are the work of your hand. Way too, we got to let him mold us. And it sometimes doesn't feel good. But the results are amazing. John 15. I'm going to jump to this. John 15. This morning he said, throw this in here, so I'm going to. You guys all know it. John 15, verse 1. They don't have it because I never told them. I am a true sprouting vine, and the farmer who tends the vine is my father. Come on. He cares for the branches connected to me by lifting and propping up the fruitless branches and pruning every other fruitful branch to have a greater harvest. Are we letting him prune us? Are we letting him lift us up? That's actually talking about branches that were touching the ground. Uh, if you study it, and it, it's lifted up so they become fruitful. But sometimes we like to leave them down there because we can talk about them because they still look like a branch, but they're not doing anything. You know what I'm saying? A lot of us like to talk about things that we maybe done 20 years ago, but we haven't done anything since. Oh, I, 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 I hear that all the Lord, the Lord tells me that all the time. That's just my relationship with them. I'm like, come on, go for something fresh. Come on, get somebody else saved. It's great. We have great testimonies, and I love the testimonies are amazing, but let's get something new. Like, if you haven't heard his voice for a while, spend some time and wait for it. Come on, let him breathe on you. The words I have spoken over you have already cleansed you. Come on. So you must remain in life union with me, for I remain in life union with you. For as a branch severed from the vine will never bear fruit, so your life will be fruitless unless you live your life intimately joined to me. You guys, that's just the Bible preaching. That's Jesus talking. If we disconnect, you're the only one that will disconnect you from the Lord. He doesn't come and prune you off. He prunes the things that need to go off. He doesn't prune you off. He wouldn't do that. 
Nowhere in the Bible does it say that I cast you away. He doesn't do that. He loves you. He did everything so we could be connected, but we need that life union, that connection, that daily going, Lord, create in me a, a clean heart today. It's you saying, come on, Lord, what can I change? Not the person beside you. If I can ever hit that enough, stay in your lane and let God deal with you. Seriously. We do a lot of counseling. That's what, don't look at the person next to you. Deal with what's going on in you. Because at the end of the day, you're accountable for you. I am the sprouting vine and you're my branches. As you live in union with me, as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated lives from me, you are powerless. If a person is separated from me, he is discarded. Such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire to be burned. I don't want that. But if you live in a life union with me, and if my words live powerfully within you, and then you can ask whatever you desire, and it will be done. Come on. When your lives bear abundant fruit, you demonstrate that you are mature disciples who glorify my Father. Who wants to glorify their Father? Lord, make us mature. Make us mature. we got to make sure our hearts are right. Proverbs 4, 20, 23 says, Listen carefully, my dear child, so everything that I teach you and pay attention to all that I have to say, fill your thoughts with my words, come on, until they penetrate deep into your spirit. Are we taking time to actually let it penetrate? Oh, I, I love to push, I'm sorry, I just have to. You guys, can you guys do me a big favor? Not You guys actually would never do this. But I'll tell you something. Sometimes it, it gets a little crazy, when, especially when you just preach something like this, and then somebody comes and starts asking you directly things that are against that. Like, you know what I mean? If I say, hey, you guys, we got to be looking at ourselves. we got to do this. And then somebody comes right after the service and says, man, do you know what's happening with so-and-so? They're just bad. They're doing this to me. Doing this. I'm like, do you even listen? <laughs> no, you guys, you're not going to get the answer you want. No, it's true. John asked me to tell you guys that. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but for real, you guys, let's take accountability for our lives. Because when you get, which I believe in a great judgment day, but when we come before him, you're not going to get judged on what, what somebody else did. I know we say that, but we really aren't. And in my belief, I actually think you're going to get judged more on what he's asked you to do and if you did it or not. Because my sins are washed away. He can't, he's, not, he's not going to stand up there and redig something he, he forgot. No, I'm as a believer, man. I don't think the devil's going to be up there talking to me. No. So if some of you guys have been worried about Judgment Day, if you're worried, then make sure you're right with God and you'll be fine. It's true. We have an incredible, unbelievable situation going on here as Christians. He did it all for us, guys. I, I feel this in the room. So if so many people are living in fear of a God that's just judging them, break that off. He loves you with an everlasting love. The Bible says that. He cares so much for you. You guys, religion has destroyed who God is. He's not a God of religion. He's a God of love. You guys, on the day he's on the cross... He looks over and the guy asks, gets basically saved on the cross beside him, the, like a guy that should be dying, and he says, I'll see you today. 
He isn't going to get there and be judged for things he did before. He's saved. If he made it, well, you'll make it. All right? Okay. Um, then as you unwrap my words, they will impart true life and radiate health into the very core of your being. So above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they will affect all that you are. We've got to guard this heart, guys. Pay attention to the welfare of your innermost being, for from there flows the wellsprings of life. There's a scripture that says, out of the heart the mouth speaks. So don't... Oh, John told me to say this too. Um, <laughs> don't tell me all your problems and say, but it's okay, I trust God. If you trust God, you don't need to tell me all your problems. No, for real. It's like, no, 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 I know, no, God's good. Well, why'd you tell me then? Like, no, like, honestly, you guys, we spend so, we, we love to talk about our problems. We surround them, and then we get other people to agree with them, and then they get bigger and bigger. Let's talk about what God is doing. He's doing so much. I talk to, I hear so many testimonies all the time. I love surrounding with people. We love it at Winston. We start every, we have worship, and then every night we start with testimonies. And we've taught them, small or big, we don't care. We love hearing the healing, and we just love the, the fact that they, they were at work or somewhere, and they said, just told somebody God loved them. Like, you guys, there's no difference. Let's not, let's not have a bar about what test, good testimonies look like in this church. Whatever God's doing is good, right? We're not a performance. Ah, uh, yes. Be, Proverbs 12, 25, anxious fear brings depression, but a life-giving word of encouragement can do wonders to restore the, restore the joy of the heart. Come on. Break off anxiousness, Lord. Break it off. Uh, Proverbs 15, 13 says, a cheerful heart puts a smile on your face, but a broken heart leads to depression. Proverbs 15, 15 says, everything seems to go wrong when you feel weak and depressed, but when you choose to be cheerful, every day will bring you more and more joy and fullness. But when you choose to be cheerful, every day will bring you more and more joy and fullness. I, yes. So when you come back from work frustrated and you walk into your house, choose to be joyful and it will change the atmosphere. Yeah, she, my wife just told me that's a good word because... But that's real. That's real. Because I'm not, she, that's legit. Because I do that. I'm preaching it myself, folks. I have no problem doing that. Because I get convicted about it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. We can't. Ephesians 4 26 to 27 says, But don't let the passion of your emotions lead you to sin. Don't let anger control you or be fuel for revenge. Not even a day. Don't give the slanderous accusation. Accuser, the devil, an opportunity to manipulate you. Just ignore the guy. I won't get into that because we talked about that last week. We just got to not waste our time with the devil. He's not worth it. Lona wants me to end. No, just kidding. Oh, we're a fun house. You know, one of the biggest things that we find that, that holds, I find in my life, my journey which isn't that long, but is unforgiveness. I want to touch on this. In the church, unforgiveness. 
Can we get really real about some unforgiveness here? Because I don't know if you know, there's some, some verse in the Bible that re- actually brings a lot of fear when you start reading about it. So first, I'm going to start off with the easier one. Matthew 18, 21, we'll start here. Later, Peter approached Jesus and said, how many times do I have to forgive my fellow believer who, who keeps offending me? Seven times, Jesus answered. Not seven times, but Peter, but 70 times, seven times. The lessons of forgiveness in, him, in heaven's kingdom realm can be illustrated like this. And then you guys know the story about being forgiven much, right? I don't, I don't have time to go into it. But the key is we need to forgive each other. And not just because we need to forgive each other, because I'm going to read this verse here, coming up here. I need, I'm going to jump to this because of the sake of time here. Matthew 6, 14 to 15. And I'm going to read this verse in three different translations. Just because the Bible preaches itself. Right? Because I don't want to be the one that says this if it's not true. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will forgive you. That's awesome. Right? But the next verse says something. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. When was the last time you heard that preached? Verse 15. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Okay, that's New King James Version. Now I'll do Passion. And when you pray, make sure you forgive the faults of others so that your Father in Heaven will also forgive you. But if you withhold forgiveness from others, your Father withholds forgiveness from you. Ooh, that's that's scary, guys. And I mean it because... uh, your, your forgiveness is a big deal going to heaven. Right? Like, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm letting it get a little heavy because we need to realize this. Some of us, right now, you're getting a revelation of why you don't have breakthrough in your life. You're saved, you're set free, that's awesome, but you're not seeing the results because you're, you're, you're harbor unforgiveness that only you can deal with. Now in the Amplified Version, for if you forgive others their trespasses, their reckless and willful sins, your Heavenly Father will also forgive you, but if you do not forgive others, nurturing your hurt and anger with the result that interferes with your relationship with God, then your Father will not forgive your trespasses. Wow. You guys, it's not worth it. Don and I, we, uh, we have, a, I have a huge testimony about that. I had a business partner that ripped off a lot of money off me. And it's amazing because he's got his life together, but he's, he's in jail right now. But he wrote me a letter asking me to forgive him. And it was really cool. And I'm bragging on what God's done in my life, not what I've done. just want to clarify that. But before he ever sent that to me, I already forgave him. Because I got a revelation of that so far before, and I, I let him know, like, I forgave you a long time ago because I'm not going to let that stop my, my blessing. You guys, you're, you're, not, you're only hurting yourself. You're only hurting yourself with unforgiveness. we got to have a wake-up call for that. Because God, when we, when we live a lifestyle forgiving, things don't get you down. You guys, unforgiveness brings depression. It brings sickness because it's not the kingdom. Because it separates you. I love that it says, um, verse 15 in the Amplified, but if you do not forgive, nurturing your heart and anger with the result that interferes with your relationship with God. I want nothing to interfere with my relationship with God. We just need to put on Jesus. Put on Jesus. Do you guys know what that means? We got to let his light come. We got to get transformed into his image. It says in Romans uh, 
8, 13, 11 to 14. Put on Christ and do this, knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the what? Armor of light. I'm going to come back to that armor of light in a second. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry, drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. Now, in verse 12, it says the armor of light. Go read it. Because years ago, it was like, just, wow. It made, because we talk about, and I love talking about Ephesians 6. There's an armor, but there's also the armor of light. Yeah. And he is the light. And guess what? He never told you to take it off. It says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision of the flesh to fulfill its lust. We need to put on Jesus daily. Sorry. I just, we actually just need to live with Jesus and let the light come. Because he actually shouldn't take them off. Have you ever thought of that? I'm going to end here soon. But Ephesians 6, I love it. It's a good, it's a good thing to go over. Lord, I put on the armor of God. Where did it say to take it off? A lot of things we do, it's just religion. You got to live with the armor. Why take it off? Come on. I'm sure we need to clean it sometime or something. I don't know. And sometimes that stuff we're talking about, unforgiveness and stuff, causes us to, to allow things to hit us because we step out of that protection by our choice, not by his. And that's the biggest key. We don't ever step out because of what he, he's not like, oh, I'm mad at you. Now you move. It's actually out of his goodness that he stays there waiting for us to acknowledge him again. As soon as we acknowledge him, his presence just comes. That's what happens in worship. You guys are like, we're just acknowledging him and it's like, whew, you feel that? Oh, man. Like even now, I could just acknowledge him. And when, we, and, and when you start talking about him, especially in situations, just talk about his healing. Talk about what he did on the cross, Right? It says in, uh, we all know this, we love this, uh, healing loves to quote Isaiah 53, 5, but he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and his stripes we were healed. Right? He paid the price. So let's talk about healing. You know why I said, I'm, I'm teaching something. When we talk about his goodness and healing, he comes and heals. I'm letting the atmosphere change because we want to see some healing. Because we, because the, the word of God sa says that when we preach the gospel, signs and wonders follow. So I don't actually have to do it. He just comes with the signs and wonders, right? There was a, a couple in here. This, yeah, I don't know if you want to stand or not. Yeah, the, you're looking at me with the jacket. Yeah, suit coat. You and your wife, yours are amazing. You guys want to stand? I don't, do I know? I don't know if I've ever met. Yeah, yeah, you guys are incredible. I just kept on getting drawn to you guys in worship, and I just saw this, this whole, uh, there's a strength and authority around you. Have I met you guys? No, I don't think so. I don't know what you do, but there's a, a, an authority around you. I actually saw you just like bring such a wealth of like this teaching and ability to, to prophesy, but also this anointing to uh, cause things just to happen around you. Actually, um, I saw this, you guys were like, when you come into a situation, you bring protection. And you've been faithful. And I don't, know if they, I don't know if you have a heart to it or have been in parts of things, but connected to some missions. I kept on seeing missions around you, all around you. Are you, are you been a missionary? Oh, this is all making sense now. Because, like, yeah, and I, and I want to just encourage you because uh, it's not done yet. And I actually saw you moving into this realm. And um, 
I don't usually like throwing out names, but I actually feel like, because I, I kept on seeing it, and the Lord's like, this, this Rick Joyner anointing's on you. Do you know who that is? Yeah, this whole Rick Joyner thing on you. Um, and there's a connection, I don't know if it's natural, but it's supernatural. And like, what you and this woman, what she's prayed on, her, I just saw you on your knees, and it's like, you, you've you bled for, for, for people's salvations. And I just want to honor you guys. And God is bringing like, people around you and that just love you for who you are. And, that you're, and you're going to keep on going. You have something to say? You look like you're, you're good? Okay. No. No, I just want to, yeah, Lord, I just thank you for the authority and fire on these guys, what they have done and have sown. Lord God, I just see that in these years, past their lifetime, there's going to be things coming out of what they have sown into the ground. I see a harvest behind them, Lord Jesus, and before them, Lord God. And Lord, I just thank you for that mission's heart and that burning in them, Lord Jesus, and that anointing just to make things happen in the name of Jesus. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Come on. Oh, Woo. thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I got some, uh, you guys, uh, Jeremy and Stacy asked to if you get some words, grab a mic. Um, you got something? No, but you can. Let's just wait on the Lord. Yes, stand up. Let's stand up because we're finishing up here. Um, this is a weird word of knowledge. Um, is there somebody in this room that's been going to the doctors that don't, and they don't know what you have? I know this is weird. That's you? Come on up. If you don't know what it is and they can't define it, Lord's good. I had that this morning very clearly. Get some catchers around these people. We're going to pray for you. Yeah, come, uh, just, wait for, yeah just wait down here. We're going to pray. Jesus, like right now. Um, oh, tendonitis, Lord God. Who's, who's got tendonitis? Come on up. Yeah. I just want to declare over you. I just saw earlier too, like you just dancing before the Lord, and that there's this the teaching anointing on you, and like I just saw you that you're just the purity of heart, and God's just bringing you into a whole new season, and He's just bringing you into just freshness around you, and He's surrounding you just with with things that like life. They just feel life where you've been filled with a season where this kind of felt like death, but He's bringing you life, and I just want to encourage you because His His presence is all over you. He's answering your prayers, and He has seen and been there all along, and He's just going to bring you through. And you have a testimony, and He's going to give you. And I, yeah, I just saw that there, even that evangelistic healing anointing, prophetic anointing, is going to come in alive again, and just already, it's just going to come. It's boom, right now in Jesus' name, right on. Does that make sense? Yes, I can. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. We're gonna pray for these people, but then some bunch of people had words this morning that they thought we we're supposed to do a fire tunnel. So I gotta figure out how we're gonna do this. Um, so we're gonna quickly pray for these guys, and then if you want to stick around, we're gonna have a fire tunnel. If you don't know what that is, it's just a prayer tunnel. You know, people to pray over you, go through. If you need a healing, we'll pray for healing. I just feel it's a tunnel of fire and breakthrough and whatever we're gonna do. But if you're not, bless you guys. Have an incredible week. Lord, we just pray, Lord God, as they go out, that they are sent out with purpose, sent out with identity, sent out with your kingdom. Lord God, that they would see your kingdom manifest all around them and that they would see that breakthrough who you are, the King of kings and Lord of lords, in Jesus' name. Okay, so could we uh, move you guys down here and then who's going to set up my fire tunnel or your guys' fire tunnel? Woo! Bless you all online. Take some of this home. So uh, you're going to do that? John Alona, you want to set up a fire tunnel here?